Hi, welcome back to Calling All Sports. I'm your host, Mark Ovenden. I'm with Neil Graff, and we are joined on the phone by our good buddy, Mike Begeman. I, I want to talk a little bit about the President's Bowl, and I was thinking about who should I call. Well, the thought of Mitch Begeman popped in my mind because his Roosevelt Rough Rider is going to be playing in there. But then I thought, ah, his dad likes to talk more. So, uh, Begs, and this is dad. This is dad. This is daddy Begeman. Mike Begeman joins us. How was Christmas? You know, it was great, Mark. I hope uh, you and Neil both had a, a great holiday as well. And and uh, having the kids in town means I don't have to travel. About my only job that I have to do is keep the kids out of trouble and out of the Christmas tree. So it was great. <laughs> it's a big responsibility. Uh, were, were you up to it? Did you do a good job? Uh, I think I did okay. I probably kept that job. But, uh, yeah, that's about the only thing that uh, my family lets me do anymore because I've managed to mess up about every other job they had me do over the years. So that's probably okay. Well, you're still doing something you love. This morning when I called you, I, I heard bouncing balls in the background. Imagine that. You were at a basketball court. Yeah, I, uh, every once in a while I get a, get a chance to, to go to, to my son Mitch's practice and the Rough Riders at Roosevelt's gym. And today was one of those days and it's uh, always fun. I always enjoyed this time of year because school's not in session, obviously. And, uh, although they do take a couple of days off, which is great, but it's fun to get back. And the only thing they have to do is practice. And, uh, it was fun being back in the gym and, I think uh, the kids are looking forward to the to the games coming up this weekend, which I think will be very exciting. Now, how you know from your perspective as we stand back and look at this, the President's Bowl has been very successful over the years as as a big one day football doubleheader out at Howard Wood Field. Now, for the first time, they're 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 including basketball in the President's Bowl, which I find interesting. Uh, your thoughts on that? Because it's same same premise. It's a two day actually a two-day event where all four of the Sioux Falls local schools get to play each other. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great environment. I think it's going to be an opportunity for people who uh, maybe they were kind of busy. And uh, I mean, the start of the basketball season is very rushed. Uh, the kids get about 10 days to practice, and you can barely get your out-of-bounds plays in. And I think people are kind of winding up football and maybe making preparations to travel for holidays. But I think this will be an opportunity for a lot of fans and uh, folks that want to maybe get a glimpse of what the, the the Metro teams, at least the Sioux Falls schools, are going to look like. And uh, typically, I think oh, there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, what we talked about over the many years, Mark, that you and I have been around. It's uh, going to be a pretty even landscape with a lot of these teams. And I think the fans are going to enjoy watching the kids compete. And uh, it should be a fun environment for, for everybody to come out and watch. Hey, Mike, Neil here. Um, yeah. So I'm curious about, about your son, Mitch. Uh, you mentioned being over at the Roosevelt Gym and kind of hang out, hanging out at the practices there. You know, we know Mitch was a great basketball player, and he's had a great start to his coaching basketball career. Growing up, I mean, I'm sure Mitch uh, or, uh, Mitch hung around the gym, and, and that was a, a great foundation for his basketball career. But but when did you know uh, that he may be a coach? Did he just kind of pick that up from you? Was there something ingrained in him? Is it just hereditary? Uh, when did you know that he was he really wanted to be a coach and that he'd probably be a good coach? Well, you know, that's a great question, Neil. I, I think, you know, both my kids were gym rats, but probably – mainly because their old man was always spending time in the gym. So they didn't have a lot of choice, but 
I think I first realized that Mitch probably had uh, a little bit more of a desire to get into the coaching world. He he enjoyed watching tape with me, and believe it or not, when I was coaching, he maybe it was because he wanted to stay up a little later, but he would sit and watch tape with me, and he really enjoyed you know being in the gym, as you mentioned, and and just the grind. I think that that coaches and players, if you want to be good, you have to be willing to put that time in. And that's very typical with any sport. But I think with, with basketball in particular, you, you've got to be willing to want to be in the gym, enjoy the, the process of not only playing, but also just learning the game. And I think that's maybe the hardest part that young coaches for, in particular, uh, everybody comes out of college. If you're, if you're a coach, you've played, you understand how the game is, you know, looks through your eyes, maybe from your position. But I think as you get older and you start looking at the nuances of the game from every different uh, position, from posts to wings to guards, the offense and defense, I think that's where you really get hooked. And, and I think he did that at a fairly young age when he played in high school, but also for Coach Dave Boots at USD. And then he also was a GA down there with the Coyotes and also spent some time with the Sky Force. So he's had a really good background in terms of getting himself prepared and He's also got a couple of really, really good assistant coaches that have also been around the game, and, and they do a super job of preparing their their, their boys. Mike Begeman is our guest. Uh, Beggs, I, I, I think it's interesting because Mitch did not get off to such a great start his very first year, uh, and I'm sure that was a true test of whether this was something he really wanted to do. How How influential was Dad in that in terms of encouragement? Because... They didn't win a game in the regular season. No, it was a tough year. And I, I remember it was just, it was very difficult. But uh, I think my main uh, position with, with Mitch, we talk, we still talk after every game. But in particular, though, that year was, and he knew it was going to be a little bit of a rough one because um, there just wasn't a lot of continuity within the program at that time and um, not a lot of talent, uh, kids that really wanted to play. But it just took a couple of years to kind of get that culture built back again. And, um, and he was willing to do that. And I think I'm most proud of him just grinding through that and making it through that first year. And then also keeping your enthusiasm and, and just trusting that you were doing the right stuff. And that's probably one thing that I could help him with and just say, Hey, you got to trust what you're doing, you know, keep teaching, keep working with the kids, keep being positive. And, and he's, He's one of those coaches that's very positive with his kids, and and uh, they play hard. They work hard for him, and and I think that's a testament to to him and his buy-in with not only the program but being able to get the kids to to play as hard as they do and continue to want to be part of the program. Huge learning experience for him, a life experience to see, you know, that if you hang in there and just keep plugging away, good things happen because that's. We, we've all heard that before. We've all been told that before when we're, when times aren't looking real good for us in no matter what facet of life it is. But if you keep plugging away and do things right, uh, you'll eventually be rewarded and, and look what's happened. He's had some great teams in recent years. He really, they really have. And I, I think he would be the first one to say it was because of the kids and, and his coaching staff. They've, they're, he's got the same staff that started with him that very first year. And, um, so yeah, it's, it, it really tests you. I, I think, you know, looking back, every I think every coach could probably look back and talk about maybe a tough year. But but even when, in those tough years, you just you're trying to find little victories, and I think that was important. You know, just competing and 
and maybe there were I know there were a couple of close games that that could have gone either way but that first win was pretty special I remember sitting in Watertown and and watching that first one and they were actually one win away from going to the state tournament at that time but but from that point on I think things got a lot better and um, yeah it's it tests you but I think that's what athletics does it teaches you a lot of lifelong lessons both as a player and a coach and and Mitch certainly had to learn that the hard way that very first year. Mike, as a, as a coach for so many years at O'Gorman, how easy is it for you or hard to go and watch games at the Pentagon, for example, at the President's Bowl, and just be an observer? You know, I'm glad my wife's not here because she would probably refute anything I'm going to say, but i, I got to admit, it's a little bit – it's better now. I think the, the anxiousness and I think part of going – and watching the games just brings back a lot of the anxiousness, anxiety, the, you know, all of that rolled into one watching your son do something that, that you did for, that I did for 27 years. And, um, so yeah, that's been a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a challenge for me, but I usually find a place up in the corner somewhere, try to get out of everybody's way and try not to yell too much. But, um, but yeah, I, I enjoy the games and I, I, as we said, I, I, I love watching the kids progress. Um, that's the, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to play as well as you can play, but this time of year it's all about preparing for what type of team you want to be come, you know, March. That's that's kind of what this all is about. Uh, hey, Mike, uh, with, with Mitch's success in the high school ranks, I'm wondering about his future aspirations. Do you think – do you think he would like to go to a higher level, the collegiate level? Do you think that's in his mindset, or is he content to, to stay at the high school level here? You know, I, I think he, he really enjoys the high school level. I, I think one of the things that Mitch was able to experience when he was a, uh, a grad assistant at USD for a couple of years, usually you're only down there you know, being a GA for one, but he got a feel for all the recruiting, all the, the stuff that actually goes into being a college assistant and then also doing his work with the sky force um at the time i think he just kind of saw that side of it and even though he enjoyed it i really know that he liked it but i think you know right now looking at all of the the portal issues and the nil and all the things that are going on in college athletics uh i i really think mitch is very content he loves to teach the game uh he really enjoys his staff he enjoys the kids at roosevelt um i don't you know, I can't speak for him, obviously, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking he's pretty content where he's at right now. Yeah, and college, too, as much as you'd like to think as a head coach you're doing a lot of teaching, I'm wondering how teachable some of those guys are. Well, yeah, especially now when they're coming in and they may maybe making almost uh, as much as uh, some of the coaches. But um, I think it would be a, a really interesting dynamic to, to coach in college. And obviously there's different levels, but – um, the, the, I don't think the kids have changed, but the dynamics of, of um, you know, Portal, the NIL, and all all that is in summer basketball as well. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, we've seen a, a young man that uh, I know his family well, J.T. Rock, and great kid, but I don't think I've ever seen it in my years where somebody has gone early, uh, you know, looking to get into college and get into the next level and, um, I, you know, I think he's going to do, do great. He's just a great kid and comes from a great family, but there, there's a new precedent set. And I, I don't know that I appreciate that whole precedent, but it is what it is. 
Um, but it's definitely has changed the game to some degree, especially at the high school level. Well, it's funny that, that you bring that up. I was thinking about him as we were chatting here and wasn't sure if I was going to say anything. The part that disappoints me about that uh, is is that JT is not getting to experience his senior year with his buddies. Yeah, exactly. I I know I you know being a high school coach and and going through that for all those years. Um, and I think you you maybe get a little bit selfish as a coach sometimes, but but at the end of the day, Mark, you you, you also I'm sure Jeff Halseth knows and you do the best for your kids that you have to do as a coach. And if this is the best move for him, I know Jeff well enough. He would have certainly encouraged him and and i i know jt's parents uh felt that this was a good thing for him to do and you know he's what he's going to look like in two or three years is not what he looked like last year or maybe even this year at the high school level he's he's a unique individual as far as a skill set and in a great kid as we mentioned so i wish him the best and i'm looking forward to watching him play i agree um and and and, and as as a basketball decision it might have been the best thing for him I was just talking about from the social aspect. You hate to see missing out on that because you're only a, a senior in high school once, and you're only a yeah. kid once. So you don't want to. My advice to anybody out there is: don't be in a hurry to not be a kid anymore. Because once you're not a kid anymore, you're not a kid anymore. How's that for yeah, deep? For sure. That's a great point. Uh, how much do you? I, back to my other question. Um, in addition to watching Mitch's team, though, how much do you enjoy watching all these other games? And what have you been the most impressed by so far this year? Because I see you at different games. Yeah, I, I still I, I still like to go to the games and watch in person. I, I like the, the environment. I like high school kids competing. I like watching the crowds, and I just I enjoy that part. Um, so that, from that, yeah, it's a lot more fun being a fan sometimes, but... I either watch them in person or the huddle technology. I don't know if you're familiar. I think probably Neil is football wise too, but huddle is something that where you can watch virtually every team play, uh, that's on your schedule. And so I do a lot of that. So I've seen quite a few of the teams play, uh, on tape. So I try to help in that regard where I maybe will watch and put down a few things in a scouting report. And that would be my contribution, whether or not, you know, Mitch and his staff, they'll look at it and maybe pick out things and and use it as as they see fit uh they're they're very good at prepping for for their opponents so uh, that's one way that i can kind of help out but i I do enjoy that it it gives me a chance to kind of keep up on some of the other teams and kind of see where they're at from the time we maybe see them last summer I, i get to see quite a few of them at the pentagon they come a lot of the schools are playing in the summer league at the pentagon so i do get to see quite a few of the kids in the summer but it's a little different you know a little different competition level but uh, yeah, I look forward to this next couple of months because this is where it'll all take place now. In the next, you know, January, February gets to be long, but all of a sudden March gets here and we're getting ready for tournaments. So that's the goal for every every kid. I think in the state, whether you're class B, A, or double A, that's your goal to play in the state tournament, and that still excites me. And I I know it excites coaches, and I I think that's going to be a really great year in high school basketball. So when I see you at these games, like I did last week. Uh, you're scouting. You're not just there for fun. You're actually paying attention to what's going on out there. Well, I try. You know, some, it's, I don't know how much. Uh, I, I've seen so many games over the years. You can kind of watch and you get a feel for, you know, how teams defend and, um, you know, what they like to do offensively and some of their tendency. You can you can tell pretty quickly. You know, 
basketball is a little different than football, and, and I always would give some of my football counterparts and colleagues a bad time because I said, you guys couldn't do anything without watching film for, for an hour and a half. And basketball, you only got 10 guys out there at a time, so it, it can you can process things a little bit quicker. And then, so I would always give Keeter and some of my buddies a bad time that, about watching film all the time. But, um, but no, it's, it's fun watching them, and I can get a pretty good feel. But you can virtually do the same thing watching the, the huddle technology is a great way to get, get ready for your next opponent. Keeter watched film? He actually did. I, I know. I, I actually caught him in the room sometimes, and he wasn't even taking a nap. So. <laughs> He just ran the same plays over and over again, did them really well. That's, you know, key to success there for those nights for a chunk of time. Although, sure. you know, I will say, you know, I'm kidding. Steve's a good friend. Uh, it was, it was fun to see from time to time when you had this, when you had certain athletes that could throw the ball to see things open up. I mean, he did a great job of adapting to whoever he had on his team. Yeah. And I think that's the essence of high school coaching, Mark. And I think Neil would probably agree. I mean, you 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 kind of have who you have, and, and years are different. But you know that I watch some football too, and I, I just am amazed at how skilled the the kids are now, especially you know quarterbacks and wide receivers, and you know some of the kids I've gotten to watch over the years that both you know, played basketball and football. You know, I remember some of Mitch's kids from that from those earlier teams: Tucker Large, Tyler Feldkamp, and. And uh, they're even Griffin Wildey. I, I always tell people I I saw probably the best collection of athletes in a gymnasium three years ago. I think when when uh, Roosevelt was the only school and Griffin Wildey's group was a sophomore, uh, Marcus Phillips' group was a junior, and Tucker Large's group were seniors, and they all practiced together. And I'm telling you that was some competitive competitive uh, competitive moments and. Uh, those athletes were incredible, and, and we've seen you know what those guys can do on the football field. And and Marcus this spring will be pitching for Tennessee, so there was so we got to see a lot of great athletes. Tucker has been huge for South Dakota State this year. Yeah, he's remarkable. I, I don't think it would if you asked Mitch. I don't think he would have been surprised. He he knew the type of competitor that young man was and is, and uh, he's done some great things. And it's just been fun to watch him. Well, Beggs, thanks for your time. Tell Gail uh, happy holidays. I hope you guys uh, have a, a safe one, and we'll talk soon. I uh, we'll look forward to that. You guys have a great new year. Mike Begaman, our guest here in Calling All Sports. Neil and I will be right back. Hi, I'm Misty Carlson, and next to me is Betsy Weber, and we're with Corey Insurance. It's that time of year again when we reflect on what we're thankful for. Right, Betsy? Definitely. We live in such a great city and state that continue to thrive because of all the wonderful businesses and families who call this home. We're so blessed to work for a family-owned business like Corey Insurance. We both understand the power of local shopping. When it comes to insurance, a local agent becomes part of your family. Corey Insurance is an independent insurance agency, which means we can provide you with Plenty of options so we can find the plan that works best for you and your family. We represent many insurance companies with A-plus ratings, and we're confident we can find one that fits your needs. We are so thankful for our customers who trust us with their insurance. If you're looking for a local agent, we are always here to answer any questions that you might have for planning the new year. Just give us a call at 605-336-6303 or go to kouriinsurance.com. Happy holidays from all of us at Corey Insurance to all of you. For those who don't like to be still. For those with things to do and the drive to get them done. 
For those in search of a partner to help make it happen, there's a bank. A bank that listens, acts, and impacts all things right here. Dakota Bank. Go with experience. Go with teamwork. Go with integrity. For banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Dakota Bank. Here for you. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, insurance and trust services, not FDIC insured. For that extra special gift, look no further than the Diamond Room. Justin Shadow and his staff will make the entire experience an enjoyable one. We've been helping customers for almost three decades, and Alone Spectre has actually been in the business much longer than that. We have the largest selection of loose diamonds in the region. We also have two in-house goldsmiths and two graduate gemologists on staff. Visit the Diamond Room at 3501 West 57th Street, Sioux Falls, or call 605 605- 362-0008 for an appointment. Or you can always check out our new website at thediamondroom.com. Buying a new truck for your farm or ranch is all about the bottom line. At Billion Fleet Farm and Ram Commercial Business Link, we know that better than anyone. We have the experience, selection, and industry-exclusive pricing and incentives to help you with your bottom line. Plus, new Ram trucks have been named Motor Trend Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. To see if you qualify for fleet pricing on a new Ram, Call 888-531-1013 or go to billionauto.com slash fleet. Most of the time, you don't give your garage door a second thought until it doesn't open or close. That's where Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls comes in. Our service professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If you have a garage door emergency, we'll be there. And we're here for preventative maintenance, too. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls, now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. Your joints are your connection points, and when they hurt, they stop you from moving freely. That's why at Sanford Health, our board-certified orthopedics and sports medicine experts are ready to help you safely restore your movement and relieve your pain with same-day joint replacement surgery options. These minimally invasive surgeries come with less risk and allow you to have a comfortable recovery at home. You don't need a referral to get started. Schedule a consultation today at SanfordHealth.org. This day in sports history. December 27th, 1981. 20-year-old phenom Wayne Gretzky scored a hat-trick in the team's 38th game to become the fastest to ever get to 100 points in NHL history. Later in the same game, Gretzky added another goal and an assist to give him 400 career points in his 197th NHL game. Also on the same day, he was named Man of the Year by Sporting News. And that's what happened. This day in sports history. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, The Diamond Room, and Comfort King. And it's also brought to you by Lewis Drug. They have been with us since 1942. They've been around for 81 years, almost as long as Neil. <laughs> I do, I do remember Lewis in my youth. You were little, right? Out on Phillips Avenue, the original Lewis Drug. I remember it well. Yes. Everybody teases me about being old, so it's kind of nice once in a while to pick on you. I don't do that. I never do that. You don't. You don't. You you respect your elders. Good I do. for you. I I do. I and I'm I'm sensitive about that because anytime an age joke, anytime there's a chance for an age thing, like in the newsroom, oh, this happened. The great, you know, the Great Depression. What was that like, Mark? <laughs> you saw Babe Ruth play. How good was he, really? You know, yeah. World War Two. You're you're a veteran, right? Uh, Mom's a veteran. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, anyway, Lewis Drug, Lewis Drug has been around since 1942, and whether you need greeting cards or a prescription or anything like that, whatever whatever your needs might be, they are there for you. I want to come back to our question about who's the best team in the NFL. Uh, now, let's come back to the Vikings. If they get this quarterback situation figured out, can they even make the playoffs? I think statistically they're still in the running, but they obviously have to win out. And I think Detroit has to lose. Or well, Detroit has yeah, to Detroit, do Detroit's in. They've won the NFC North. You're right, but I think uh, I think they still have a chance. But it's it's they need some help along. But the do way. they deserve to be in the playoffs? Do they deserve to be in the playoffs? Is that your question? Yeah. Uh, I don't think they do. I, I mean, I, I'm a Viking fan, but I. Um, I, I don't think they've played well enough and they've squandered, you know, so many chances over the last four, five, six weeks. I, I, I'm not sure that they deserve to be in. And if they should get in, I can't imagine they would go very far, uh, into the playoffs. But yeah, I'm, I'm really disappointed and I'm just so, I'm, I'm actually sad that Kirk Cousins had, uh, is sitting out because he, he was the catalyst. He was the key that I think could have taken to some great heights. Well. He was having a great year, that's for sure, and he is their leader. The players love him. The fans love him. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the offseason in terms of re-signing him or not because he's coming off an Achilles injury, and he's he's getting kind of old. We'll talk tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Rosenbauer, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, The Diamond Room, Furniture Mart USA, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, Houston Speedway, Comfort King, and Corey and the Fireflies. In towns all across South Dakota.